it just isn't always going to be there. Anyway, um, so yeah, this is. Uh, yeah. If you haven't heard, Charlie Watts has died. So he he uh, he was a Rolling Stone, and he was probably probably my favorite Rolling Stone for I don't know what reason. I don't know, just because he was so chill amongst all that stuff. But I don't know, you know, from the persona anyway. I mean, I'm sure there are, uh, there's Charlie Watts stories out there of him. Uh. But I think uh, this day and age, the passing of a stone is like a, 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 it's a celebration, man. 80, snatched in the prime of life, 80. So, you know, <clears throat> Charlie had a good run. So uh, i am just been playing Stones uh, records. And uh, Don Everly, I don't know. It's, I, I'm, I, I was like, thinking, is it Don or was it Phil? Um, pretty sure it was Don. Phil's has passed some some years earlier. Is it? Am I correct? Thank you. Um, so th there's there's that. And I, I've got a friend uh, um, Neil back in Chicago, and and he had texted me when uh, uh, the Everly Brothers uh, when it died, and uh, I was just like, yeah, you know. And he was talking about a Dylan cover of an Everly Brothers tune. He's like, that the only way you could tolerate <laughs> Dylan. Uh, but um, I don't have that. Uh, but um, hopefully Neil might call in. Um, that'd be nice. Um, yeah, I don't know. It's, uh, it's all right. 80, man, that's good. That's a, that's a fucking great life, man. That's a, a charmed life. Let's see. So um, I think what I, so what I did is I ran through pretty much ran through most of my uh, Rolling Stone records, uh, one cut each. But you know, I'm going back. <laughs> I'm going back for seconds. So uh, that's what the second hour is going to be. I'll hold on a minute because there's a segment we do here called Rise from the Basement because it's no lie in the basement we're miles apart. No surprise, going to rise in the basement. And uh, what it is, it's home record. It's any style, any genre. just has to be recorded where you live. Um, yeah. So people send me links. Uh, this is ATVish. A-T-V-I-S-H. Uh, hold on. We're going to go do this together. Because I he sent me something on Spotify, which I cannot use. But down, if I would have scrolled... Um, so there's like his, uh, maybe his web page. Actually, hold on a minute. Do I got, uh, in... oh, all right. Shoot, I think I played, I played some of his last week, but let's do this. This is called uh, Glittering. This is Carol Blaze. Glittering, and I'm trying to touch this very, my fingers are so fat. <laughs> I think I got it. Um, hold on, I'm going to do this. Shoot. There we go. Sorry. You 
Yes, that was uh, that was Carol Blaze. Um, hold on, I'm gonna turn this thing up. Neil, can you hear me? I can hear you. Yes. All right, all right. Hold on, I gotta I gotta turn this down a bit. Um, and uh, so I got I, my friend Neil here. He's uh, he, this guy's huge, man. Um, I, I'm surprised he still takes my calls, but uh, so he's <laughs> uh, he's out there just working, traveling, and we're both. Uh, world uh homeboys and uh uh we he texted me about charlie watts dying and then yesterday uh uh don everly dying right yeah am i correct yeah. neil yes and um yeah so <laughs> so i'm uh, i'm 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 like uh you know it, it long lives you know it's it's not a uh, uh you know it's it, it's sad in in its in its way but uh yet it's um you know that's like job well done right you know well i think so i mean don everly was i think 84 they said and charlie was 80 yeah i don't know how long i think these things happen in threes right so if we go back another week or so we had uh what dusty hill right from zz top Right. Okay. Okay. Oh, yeah. So we should be done now. All right. So <laughs> no one else is done. Thinking. Whew. All right. Yeah. I was just yeah, like, that, I was getting a little tweak in the chest. Uh, yeah, I'm okay. Okay. okay don't worry about it. <laughs> right on. So, um, the, uh, the reason other than just wanting to, to chat with you. So what's going on, man? So, uh, for, for those of you out there who, uh, don't know who Neil is, he's a, uh, uh, he works uh, in front and behind the scenes of many uh, traveling type of uh, musical acts and, and has worked through the COVID period where everything uh, in relation to that is basically was quashed. It's been a little rough. Yeah. I just had another tour cancel with the keys, the black keys, but they're still going forward with uh, the next one coming up. So we'll be going down to, of course, Florida, <laughs> Mississippi. <laughs> Texas, <laughs> Nashville. Of course, that one's not going to cancel because uh, no one cares. <laughs> uh, that's well. That, I mean, I don't know. I mean, kind of my thing is, um, I think I thought I got it. Like, I never got. I've never been tested, but I think I got it. Like, right, like before it was even announced, I got some kind of weird kind of flu for two days, and it, and it dissipated. Uh-huh. And then I've been inoculated or vaccinated, and. Vaccinated. Um, yeah. I feel pretty good now, and uh, I'm like, I, I mean, I'm being cautious and, and courteous, but, uh, you know, it's like, Jesus Christ, man, just do it, you know, do it or, or um, you know, don't go to a hospital if you get it and you're sick. Yep. It's just like, you just, just die. I mean, you got to just like, hold, you got to live by your sword, man. <laughs> yeah, you absolutely do. We had, you know, we had a neighbor behind us that, you know, I was talking to him one day mowing the lawn over the hedges and we were he was just mowing the lawn and we he was mowing the lawn and then a couple of days later his uh, wife is you know talking to her it's like oh yeah carlo's in the hospital he didn't feel well couldn't breathe and he lasted about a week uh, uh yeah so there... just the other day another friend uh, his uncle uh passed uh we were at this moth event for npr uh-huh. And his phone rang. His mom never calls him on the phone. He's like, oh, I better take this. And it was his uncle. Didn't get the shot. Uh, so it's like, yeah, I don't know. There's two sides of the coin. But I've seen an awful lot of people that seems, you know, in the music business, uh, all ages, that seem to be, you know, having a lot of issues with this. So I don't, and quite a few deaths. So 
I think between my wife and I, we know like nine people that have died. Jesus. There's a lot. So, and um, that's not a normal flu season. I don't know. People keep saying, yeah, eh, it's I, a normal flu. Yeah. I don't want to get too in, involved in this. But, no, no. So, but, um, you know. but it, you know, but back to your uh, employment, um, I mean, it, that, to, I don't know. I mean, like, Claudia, she's going to school, and, and they were like, you know, it's special ed kids, and they're like snotting and hugging and, and everything, yep. and it's like, well, what do you do? You know, I mean, our kids, these kids are uh, below the age that they, they could be or right around there. And then, but mm-hmm. it's like, you know, not even the, the, the school um, administrators or anybody is really required at this point. I think it's until like end of September or something, then it becomes mandatory. But, you know, you uh-huh. get, you're going to get, you know, four or five weeks in there of, uh, you know, mingling before the, uh, the law yeah. takes effect. But yeah, we just got an email, uh, yesterday from our son's school. He's in eighth grade uh-huh. and, uh, somebody was in his circle that had it. So like, you know, they just went back. They've been in not even a, well, not even a week. I think it's right, maybe a week, right. but. So what do you? How do you? Know. How do you do that? Is he locked down or just you just? Kinda... No, he's not. He's not locked down. <laughs> We're just hoping for I the mean, best. That's great. It, it, uh, I mean, we've all got our. You know, all right. three of us have our vaccines. You know, he's 13. He was able to get it. So cool. Um, we know. We do know people that have gotten it that have had their vaccines, and so they're like, it. "Man, I'm glad I had the vaccine because it was a day." You know. 24 hours of like pretty weird flu, you know, not normal, but then it, no problem after that. Right. So. Right. I mean, I've had bad flus, right? I'm like, all right, I see this can kill people. You know, I've had a couple of really bad Yeah. Well, flus. you know, the interesting thing, I was talking to a neighbor and he's like, you know, they were, I think they, they were taking blood. Uh, they were looking at blood that they had taken from people like before that February or March of 20 where it kind of came out in the news and right. some of those blood samples were going back to like November of 19, uh, in, on the West coast. And I was like, wow, that's really weird. Cause I was on the road in January of 20 uh-huh. with the keys and I got a really weird flu where I was like that's, hallucinating. That's when I got it. And man. it was right when I was hanging out, you came January. through and we, and we hooked up. And, uh, yeah, we and did like San Diego, uh, L.A., San Francisco, Portland, and Seattle up the West Coast. And I was like freaking out in my bunk in the in the tour bus, and I like opened up the uh, the curtain and I looked out at all the other bunks, you know, middle. And of the there night, was the other the like curtain. roadie like masturbating, like what? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, they were peeking through like... your sh- your screen. <laughs> they were all cages, cages with like it looked like leopards pacing and. <laughs> Real weird, like skinny legs sticking out that were emaciated with these really long fingernails, like scratching the skin. Like none of this was real. I was hallucinating all of this, and I actually woke somebody up. And I'm like, "Are you? Are we okay? What's going on? Are you alive?" Like, and yeah, we were. You're fine, man. What? So it was. It was fever. Like, fever. Uh, fever hallucinations. I was sweating bullets. I was like soaking wet. That was like the most I think I've ever sweat from a flu that I can ever remember. Yeah, it's amazing how the body just kind of flushes that out at you know on a good a good yeah. uh, uh, you know immune system. <laughs> anyway, yeah, it was kind of it made for an interesting experience. And uh, uh, when's the last you know, time you've uh, done any sort of uh, psychedelics? If you don't mind me asking. Uh, well, that's the problem, man. I get so 
so involved with work. Simple question, Neil. <laughs> I don't need to, you know, it's like, because I have, it's I've been, been like, long. it's been a long time for me. It's been like really, I mean, it's been, could be decades for me. I can't even remember, you know. Uh, yeah. Uh, for those of you who are listening, uh, Neil and I go, we, we've, we've had uh, at least one hallucinogenic experience well we'll never forget and it was probably life-altering you know uh, and so that that that's kind of the that's the benchmark but i have uh, i think probably the last thing was probably was like some mushrooms or something but this could uh. be 20 but anyway I'm, I'm kind of like now i'm getting this thing you know diego's going off to college and i'm i'm like oh gosh you know maybe you know, maybe I'm due for a little uh, uh, mushroom kind of thing. And then Claudia yeah. was kind of expressing some interest in it. And uh, It's interesting, right? You kind of want to revisit your past a little bit with, like, new insight. My wife has been talking. Uh, she's, like, very athletic. She's in. Uh, she swims with all these athletes that are, like, competitive all around the country. <laughs> and, and some of these athletes, they're, like, into microdosing. Right. Which is, I'm like, microdosing, like, is it what I think it is? And she's like, oh, yeah, they just take really small amounts. Yeah, of just, they take, like, not enough, you know. <laughs> no, not enough, right. But it's like, wow, that's, that's like, super broken into the mainstream there. That I mean, these are, like, super jock swimmers that are, like, Yeah, and it's, it's, it's a big, uh, uh, like, Silicon Valley thing, too, you know. The, the... Oh, is it? I don't quite understand. Yeah, it's just well, it's like, you know. A little bit. Yeah, I guess if you're saving the world, you know, you have to microdose. So, you know, it, yeah. it's, it sparks oh, the so thing. She's interested in that now. Well, I'm uh, I actually different. Claudia is too. So I'm, 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 uh, uh, yeah. I'm, I don't know. I'm, I may procure. No, I mean, this is all hypothetical. This is all radio stuff. So I don't know. You know, this is not. Right. This is just, uh, this is theater of the mind. But in anyway, theory. so the, the, the main, the main, main, main reason, um, that I got you online is I wanted to get your um, so we know like I've been playing the first uh, hour I've been playing Everly Brothers and Rolling mostly Rolling Stones with some Everly nice. Brothers in there. If you got any specific uh, Rolling Stone song or Everly Brothers song um, that I can play for you uh, on this. Well, there's uh, you know I, I went through my. Whole don't Everly go to that collection. fucking D Dylan cover thing, the obscurity That's that the I one. have. The no. lay lady lay. No, it's I'm just unbelievable. This is on just I, all I have is Rolling Stone records and Everly Brothers records. Okay, well I was sitting in the pool today listening to. Uh, <laughs> sure you were the the, the uh, exile, above ground I mean. pool in the backyard. Yeah, yeah, it is. It's a bubble. It's one of those big bag pools. <laughs> nice. This is uh, this is Midwest living in full effect, man. That's good. <laughs> yeah, summertime. until a big thunderstorm rolled in. Yeah, is, is, and, uh, is, are they conductive uh, for the the, the big? Uh, the, well, the, I got out of there. It, <laughs> the, the temperature dropped from like ninety something to like low seventies, like almost within minutes. Wow! And uh, and then I'm, of course I, you're I you're looking was, at another. You had a tornado like a couple blocks from you, right? Earlier this year. Yeah, that one that hit. Yeah, we had one of uh, what was it maybe going on two months ago now. Uh, two blocks away as the crow flies. I thought it was three, <laughs> but I was wrong. I stand corrected. It was two blocks. Uh, God, that's and the just houses like, were leveled. That's like, so weird. Foundations with gas pipes sticking out of the ground, like I've mentioned. It's pretty bad. It's just God, um, God but, throwing bowling this balls just down. This a thunderstorm. Yeah. Okay, cool. Um, in, my, uh, in my opinion, besides some girls, which is like, you know, my when I was in high school, some girls came out. I think it might have been right. 78 or 79, yeah, somewhere yeah, in there. Yeah, yeah. I, that I, was the record. You heard it everywhere. You heard it everywhere you went with some girls and that whenever i hear anything off some girls i always think of like summer and hanging out at the beach and 
smoking weed down by the river and, you know, jamming <laughs> guitars. Just brings back a nice, warm, fuzzy feeling. Okay, I've got, uh, I played um, Miss You off that, so that was the big hit. Yeah, awesome. um, and uh, I've got some Exile on Main Street queued up. So um, after I've got um, uh, All Down the Line uh, queued up now. Mm-hmm. So uh, what do you want to back that up with? And I'll get, the, I'll take oh, care man. of that. God, the one that really stuck out stuck out today, and I want to say, God, I cannot remember the name. It was like five or six in. It had a lot of like lap or uh, a lot of steel work in. Oh, into uh, of uh, um, uh, some girls. No, no, it was on Exile. I was listening to Exile. Oh, um, well, I we're di- we're thinking name. Charlie now. This is a you know, there's a lot of uh, right. kind of country tunes on there. Charlie. Yeah, the country ones were the ones that were standing out. Yeah. Oh, this is brilliant. Because I haven't heard, I haven't listened to Exile in a long time, and that was always one of my favorite records. Yeah, that's good. It is um, It is a great When it record. comes right down to it, I love, like, to me, like, the era of the Stones, that's really the best, uh-huh. was all that Mick Taylor stuff. Yeah. Like, I, after uh, Jones was out, like, they got Taylor in there for, like, Let It Bleed, Sticky Fingers. Okay, Let It Bleed. What, uh, where do you, I already did uh, Give Me Shelter, um... What what else? What what else? Oh, I don't know. I don't know what songs are on the records. I'd have to have the records in front of me. Right. I can't make a right. Just drop a needle on the thing. Okay. Those are all great records. All right. Um, any good? Do you ever uh, do you ever tour with Charlie at all, or any cross paths with him? No, or? but I did run into him once. Said hi. At, did he say uh, hi back? Mill. At the no green, shit. Yes, he did. He had two girls with him. Uh, one on either shoulder. Big, he, well, kind of. That was he had one on either side, and he had. Of this big long full length fur on brown fur, <laughs> and I used to awesome. go to the Green Mill a lot on Sunday nights after uh, I would work with Liquid Soul at the Elbow Room. Yes, we go we go to Green Mill, and he, which is of cool. Well, the you Green know, Mill is it. fucking awesome. So you you go to so this is a place you can roll in on a Sunday night, and it's open till like four, right? <laughs> yeah, four. Five. Yeah, so it's really all it, jazz cats. They come after their regular gigs and then they blow over there and it's like killer. Right? Yeah, it, it's. Uh, um, I had a, nice. a few nights in there. Yeah, that was. Uh, that, that's. Is that place uh, still going? Oh yeah, Green Mill's still going. The Butchie's Get Me High is not though, and that would be, you know, that would be my number one jazz place to hang out. But and it was in a house, like underneath the L tracks on Honore. I can't remember oh, whatever happened. Oh man, yes. Remember that, that guy? Yes. It was like a dirt yeah, that, floor in there. It was just so bizarre. That place was cool. Yeah. It was, you had to step over was, the stage yeah, to get into the washroom. Like, <laughs> it's like, what is this? This is like a like a main supporting <laughs> member here, like right in the middle. You know, you're just like, you're like in a cellar. It was like so weird. Yeah. <laughs> I remember a friend of mine bought me there the first time, and we must have showed up a little early. It was like maybe 10 or, you know, maybe 11. We're having dinner. Was, um, <laughs> not much going on. He's like, yeah, just wait, just wait. And apparently, like, all the jazz cats in town, when they get finished with their, like, real paying gigs, right? they all would come over to Butchie's Get Me High, and by, like, 1 o'clock, the place was packed with, like, all these killer players. God, I can't... And they just, like, go up and take turns and call other guys up and full a stage full of, like, the best jazz players in Chicago, and they would go till 5 in the morning and, you know... Imagine, like, living... I guess you got the L-Trex there, and you're, like... Oh, there they go again, those jazz yeah, guys. Yeah, it was a big heroin bust. <laughs> Don't they ever that, sleep? That <laughs> <laughs> I know, but it was like, it was like happen. a place. And then I could remember, man, they shut that shit down though. It was like at some point, it was like that, oh, yeah. that place was, man, I don't know. Yeah, well, I did a recording there for uh, Butchie. I brought in a 
a 16 track, I think it was. What? And, uh, we recorded, yeah, it was with Steve J, and we recorded like three nights there. He kind of organized the whole thing. Wow. So we ran a snake through, drilled a hole in the floor up to the apartment upstairs. And I go upstairs, and there's like rubber suits hanging, and there's racks. I mean, crazy stuff. And then there's like <laughs> tables with needles all over. I mean, the place was just like well, yeah. reckless abandon. <laughs> right. Jazz, straight up jazz. Uh, yeah, it was pretty. I kind of feared for my life a little bit, but then I realized these were jazz guys. Did you get any quality recordings out of there? I mean, uh... <laughs> that's what bums me out. Even Mars Williams had was wondering whatever happened to those tapes. I was like, I don't know. I, I don't know who has them. I think Butchie must have had them, or I don't. But they disappeared. We recorded three nights straight, and uh, he tried to get the best players in town on those nights. So it was packed with really good players and. Uh, and they were great. We had a stack, probably, I don't know, we probably did six tapes a night. And, uh, you know, so that was a lot. It was a big stack of, of tapes that hadn't, we haven't even mixed it. You know, I just did a rough two-track mix as we were. So this was the analog? Because I know we did, like, we recorded uh, Mars in, what was that place? Off of Clark? And we, it was, I don't know, I don't know if it was him and the, and the drummer. Who was the old dude that was... Uh, that was Dan Leali was drumming. No, with, it's the old jazz cat. Like, who was that? Oh. Oh. He was uh, like 100 years old. And... Yeah, yeah, that was uh, Barrett Deems. <laughs> Barrett Deems. Barrett Deems, yeah. Yeah, didn't we do, we recorded them like in, like some, in the basement where it was like a bar that was down in the basement. Um, one oh, was those... it the Elbow Room? No, it wasn't the Elbow Room. It was off Clark, kind of on the, on the west, on the east side of the street. On Clark? Yeah, and it was. Yeah, and it was kind of a wow, performance. It was kind of a blank. performance place, um, hmm. in there, and yeah, it was. It was a, actually a pretty. It was a pretty cool club for. It was you know. It was definitely late eighties. Huh. Uh, it sounds. Swing I mean, it's ringing some kind of weird bell, but I. But you brought in. You brought in. A, I think an A dad at that time, or. Um, yeah, it must have been Steve J's stuff. Yeah. And it was yeah, good. Yeah, it was Mars. Did. It was Mars, and I believe it was him. It was very, it was mm -hmm. kind of like hard bop stuff, but some huh. good. yeah. Well, I bet it was great. I don't remember. It was. But you don't have that tape, yeah. do you? <laughs> no, I don't have anything. You know, I got boxes of cassettes from you know all the shows I recorded from Elbow Room and the Abbey Pub and the one that was across from the ballpark. What was that one called? Oh, um, on the corner there. Uh, uh yeah and Addison yeah God what it was that it was a couple different Addison. names um and something um the uh something Cubby Bear I think yeah Cubby, Cubby Bear. Bear there you go yep worked there for a while bunch of them bunch yeah. of different bars but uh yeah hundreds and hundreds of tapes I, it's one of those things where gosh I've always you know I've been wanting I gotta go through those tapes and find some stuff well save them because it's you know <laughs> that that's uh I mean. You know, remember that one dude? I think his name was Noah or or something. But he he was like at every great show with his little rig and you know two mics up on a mic stand. Uh huh. And he I was do remember that guy. Yeah, he was. It's like where's that dude's fucking you know treasure chest of of all those like I don't know. awesome That's shows? That's a good question. I yeah. totally forgot about that guy until you mentioned him. Yeah. No, I think it was, I know, it was some biblical I know name. No-ish, something like that. But um, yeah, and then of course there's all the guns and Bible stuff. You must still have a good. I got a lot of that. Yeah, 
Um, I actually do have a lot of that, and that's I know where all this stuff is. I pulled out, you know, I, I have nothing to do. I'm home fixing all these tape machines and things. So I pulled out <laughs> some old uh, cassette decks right earlier in the year, and I put rebelted uh, Tascam, like a nice semi-pro rack unit, and then a Nakamichi that I got at a garage sale because uh-huh. the guy thought, ah, I don't need this anymore. I think I paid five dollars for it. Right, right. Beautiful like machine. A, yeah. I pulled out of some tapes just to check them out, and, man, they sound really good. I was blown away <laughs> that, of course, we recorded on nice tapes back then, you know. We yeah. didn't get cheap tape, but even the stuff I recorded off records, you know, I put on, like, an ACDC back in black cassette from whenever that record came out. That right, was right. in, yeah, late 70s, I mean, what so. would that been, like, 1980, 81 or something? Mm, yeah, not even, yeah. Back in black, and it sounded um, sounded great. I couldn't believe it. I mean, so good and like. So nice uh, and I got. Thick. I should start sending you shit. I got a. I got a couple of tape decks that are. I I, I got the belts, and it's like, ah oh, man, I took the cover off, and it's like, this whole like transport's gonna come apart. Yeah, to get no, the, the transports are a drag to take apart uh, to get the belts in. But there's so many parts, Neil. I, I just. It is. <laughs> it's a lot of parts, but thank God for the internet because there's a lot of like little diagrams and things you can usually find yeah. and blow up on your screen and go, oh, okay, this is it. It's, uh, I mean, I've got a lot of stuff fixed that I wouldn't have delved into had I not had that resource. But, uh, yeah, the tapes sound really good. I was <laughs> kind of surprised. I had Mark Bales listen to one because he came over. We were fixing an amplifier. And I'm like, Mark, check out this cassette and put the headphones on. And his jaw, like, opened. he's like, what the? <laughs> right, I mean. I go, yeah, this has got to be like, what? 35 years old? And people are so, you know, you're so used to this listening to the MP3s and all that stuff. Well, I think that's like, it. You know, we've kind of like dumbed ourselves down that mm-hmm. when we hear something of like quality, it's kind of like, whoa, where did that come from? Yeah. Uh, it's, and it's kind of, it's got to be kind of a re-education thing because it's, you know, it's like a lot of people just don't care. It's just, it's something different, you know, it's kind of like a wine or cheese or something you know it's like shit man i've yep. just been eating this velveta it's like fucking awesome yeah you ever had velveta fucking the way it melts and stuff yeah. it's great um stuff melts great yeah it's like really good grilled cheese mm-hmm. all right man well i want to thank you for calling in um say hey to to everyone and uh it's still burning yeah. out here by the way so just to let you know you uh, know i was out at Ta- lake tahoe a few weeks back I on know. a little vacation boating and man that yeah there was like smoke all over that lake it was pretty hairy it's they're worried now the fire is like creeping that way it's on uh it's it's uh southwest oh like near reno no it's on the other side it's on the other side of the hump from from lake tahoe so it's working its way up the you know the main highway that goes into it's 50 that goes into Lake Tahoe. Um, yeah, 50. That's the one we took across Nevada. That was a cool yeah. road. So coming America's from the other, coming from the other side, it's it's burning up there, and it's it's. Oh, okay. They're, they're uh, worried like about Carson City. I think is up there, and yeah, all that air. Carson City is just a shit of the air is just worth oh, it. Okay. You know, unbreathable. Huh. Yeah, yeah. It was really brown when we drove through it the other week. I mean, brown, brown. I don't. It yeah, it's didn't it's, look normal to me. No, I think it's way. Well, know. sorry to hear that. That's you know, and this. But I guess once all the fires burn through and burn up all the fuel, you won't have any more fires. That's right. Dig it. Thanks, Neil. <laughs> Later on, man.
everything in the farm upset in every way the dogs begin to bark hounds begin to howl begin to bark, hounds begin to howl, watch our strange camp people, little red roosters on the prowl.
Yeah, it's been Bug Out Square. Thanks for doing what you got to do to do. Uh, stay tuned for Claudia and the Loaf. They're here. Uh, they got a milk crate this week. And try to do the best you can and help those who can't. It's all we can do. Okay, all right, pass. Okay, one more time. No, no, one more time. We gotta go back to the first one. Oh God, okay. You don't know what OCD is all about. All right, let's do the first one. Right? L W A F L M O Y T. Do it again. L W A F L M O Y T. L W A L F M O Y T. L W A F L M O Y T. L L Double L M O Y-T-L-W-A-F-L-M-O-Y-T-L-W-A-F-L-M-O-Y-T-L-W-A-F-L-M-O-Y-T-L-W-A-F-L-M-O-Y-T-L-W-A-F-L-M-O-Y-T-
Let's watch a full-length movie on YouTube with Mike Spiegelman. Let's watch a full-length movie on YouTube with Mike Spiegelman. You can watch if you want to. You can slap Spiegelman's behind. L-W-A-F-L-M-N-O-Y-T on Mutiny Radio. Mutiny. It's pronounced mutiny. Mutiny! It's, it's pronounced mutiny. Mutiny! Oh, my turn-offs are guys who say mutiny. Mutiny? Well, let's watch a full-length movie on YouTube with Mike Spiegelman. Mike Spiegelman. Oh, Mike Spiegelman. Mike Spiegelman. Oh, Mike Spiegelman. Hey! Mike Spiegelman. Mike Spiegelman. L-W-A-F-L-M-O-Y-T with you. Uh, that stands for Let's Watch a Full-Length Movie on YouTube with Mike Spiegelman and Carl. Hi, Carl. Hey, Mike. L-W-A-F-L-M-O-Y-T. I'm into it. Mickey Mouse. Oh, I'm sorry. Yeah, that's a great... Uh, I love that theme song, uh, and uh, I, I always love when they uh, pop up and there'll be more to come. We are uh, Let's Watch Full Length Movie on YouTube. L-W-A-F-L-M-O-Y-T is the acronym. You can find us. We drop as a podcast every Sunday night, but we do stream first every Sunday, 2 p.m. Pacific Standard Time, 5 p.m. Eastern Time, fucking A. Uh, and you can uh, we proceed the show with Paul Brumbach, and uh, Paul Brumba is here on the show. Hi, Paul. Uh, hey, guys. How are you doing? All right. Oh, we're doing great. Yeah. Uh, how I'm really excited because I want to say – I'm sorry. I cut you off. I'm so excited because I wanted to say L-W-A-F-L-M-Y-O-T. Oh, <laughs> I blew it that time. That's, no, that's perfect, though. I'm going to snip that. I'm going to put that in a promo. O-Y-T. O-Y-T. Yeah. There you go. Yeah, you'll chop it up and dice it and make it something real, won't you? Yeah, Carl? you didn't mention it's the edge of insanity, Mr. Sat- Sunday afternoon. The edge of insanity is That's right. before us. Because he was yeah. introducing you... me up front and everything. Yeah, different. Oh, oh yeah, we're, we're here, man. It's always great to be sheltering in place with uh, Paul Brumba. His podcast is The Edge of Insanity and his stream is live. Uh, uh, noon, and uh, we follow him at two. This is all Cali time. We say Cali here, by the way, if you're from the ah, East Coast. Gotcha. Well, what movie are we watching today? Uh, today, we are doing the old switcheroo, and I chose the movie, and it is Kill Dozer. So what you want to do is put Kill it... Kill Dozer. Right. It's, it's all one word. You're going to put in... Go to YouTube and put into the search... K-I-L-L-D-O-Z-E-R, 1974. One word, Killdozer, 1974. Killdozer. Uh, like and the it's channel... spelled exactly what it is. Yes. yes. We like the channel Anything Goes Theater. That's all one word. You'll see a pink A. Anything Goes Theater is the, is the channel we want to pick. And it's a great channel, Carl. Not only did I subscribe to Anything Goes, but I checked out their library of videos, and I, this was the only movie, <laughs> I believe. I'll have to double check. Why did you subscribe? So. Okay. 
Oh, I want to be part of the 6.5. I'm checking in real time here at the Mutiny Radio uh, Station computer to what? see uh, if, if that's true. Okay, video. It is COVID time, folks. Don't No, actually, scam. they have plenty of other. They have plenty of other videos. They have Ninja Love and uh, Not a Baby Doll at the Drive-In. <laughs> things that are not movies. Wait, I don't know what they are, but some of these I subscribe. Yeah. Well, all right. Well, cool. So we do want you to go type in Killdozer into your YouTube. We're looking for this title, Killdozer 1974, Best Quality, and is hosted by our new friends, and I just described to you, pal. Uh, anything goes, theater. Uh, so go to that page. Hit When you get to the page, hit pause. You know what I'm talking about, and slide it to the left. And what we would like to do is have a countdown, and when we say go, you will hit, click it, and we will click it, and we will watch this movie at the same time. Let us watch a full-length movie on YouTube. So, on no further ado, I'm very excited for our countdown. And what a privilege. The countdown king himself, the maestro of descending numerals, Mr. 321, Mr. Sunday Afternoon, uh, two shifts. Uh, we called Man Crush. Let's get ready to rumba. He, he, he moves to the beat of a, di- a different drum. Will you please give it up for Paul Brumba? Yeah. Woo. That guy is sexy. Oh, wait, that's me. All right, here we go. It's Mr. It's Mr. Slide it to the left or swipe it to the left and hit pause. That's what I am. That's right. Mr. Swipe it to the left that- and hit pause. It's ready for my number one film of all time, Kill Dozer. And, of course, it's the best quality from 1974. Let's do this in true action. Let's do this in three, two, one, go. I'm playing asteroids. I'm going through the star field. <laughs> and my I wife, find it my ironic that... Well, the movie is the same quality, so don't worry about it. It matches your Wi-Fi pretty low beat. So we just saw the universal logo as it goes, and now we're in space again. Okay. It's completely unintentional. This was not a theatr- – it was theatrically released, but originally it was a TV movie. So it's the best of both worlds, Carl. It is a TV movie and a TV movie that was repurposed and shipped out overseas as a theatrically released movie, like Spider-Man from the 70s. All right, anyway, so here we are. We're electronically uh, going in, musically going into the Earth from space. Okay. And instead of having America face the camera, it's Africa. Okay. So uh, an, a- an asteroid has landed on an island off of Africa. But that's not Madagascar. And that is... I see no penguins. Uh, yeah, right. I see no talking uh, giraffe, hippo, lion, uh, Russian tiger, etc. This is this music kicks ass throughout the whole thing. It's just kind of like cool. Made my own electronic equipment. It's not Howl Burton today. It's Warburton. It's Warburton. Warburton. Uh, yeah, but it is an oil company, uh, and they are stripping this island to create a uh, runway and a drilling station. Okay. It's more of a drilling station. And this guy uh, is Clint Walker. There's another character actor you might recognize. Clint uh, Walker. He plays Chubb. Clint Walker. Yeah, he was a cowboy TV guy. Uh-huh. Uh, he was for, and he was also in the Dirty Dozen. Oh, uh, wasn't uh, everybody. And then, 
Well, the great thing is that he was in Small Soldiers, the animated movie about the little army men that right, turned right, sentient. Right. Because cause there was a cameo of the Dirty Dozen in that movie. So it was him and other actors from the Dirty Dozen gotcha. doing the voices. So he was also a voice. But he was, uh, he was in a Western called Cheyenne, and he, uh, which lasted about seven years or so. And that was kind of an influential one. Yeah. Yeah. I should mention up front, it's a 74-minute movie. If you ask me what this movie is about, it's about 74 minutes. So <laughs> I just want, I, I do want to address the, our, our always possible elephant in the room, which is, has this movie been on Mystery Science Theater 3000? And I always check on IMDb uh, on the connections page to see if they did it. They just haven't done this movie, but they have used it as a punchline, according to uh, anonymous uh, contributors to the site. Mm-hmm. Uh, saying like, you know, uh, what about the ending of uh, Killdozer? So it was mentioned seven times, but you, you must be familiar with the band. Oh, so there, these guys, uh, that's Robert Urich right there. Okay. Uh, Dantana. Familiar face. But yeah, well, they're all familiar faces. These guys have been done television movies and, and television shows throughout the decades. They're all kind of uh, pros. And I, I have a list of stuff, but uh, I just... Uh, He's in his mash jeep. Uh, yeah. So they're at a drilling stage. I'll get back to my point eventually. But uh, there, hey, I just found a picture of Veronica Lake. He goes, Veronica <laughs> Lake. Of course, the guy says, what? Not a what, but a lady. Yeah. This was a short story by a science fiction writer who has a big Star Trek connection. Uh-huh. And it was originally, the, and his story took place in during World War II. This is present time. They yeah. even mentioned the Vietnam War. And they found an old World War II station, but that's why they found the Veronica Lake. So that's Perfect. how they kind of worked in kind of. And it's the same writer. His name is Theodore Sur- Sturgeon, and he's he passed away. But Wait, he wrote Theodore the line Sturgeon? "Live Long and sure? Prosper." That name sounds a little yeah, fishy. Uh-huh. Well, you know, his original name was Waldo. <laughs> Where? Really? Yeah. So I could understand him changing it. Yeah, but he, he wrote uh, he wrote short leave, short leave. Remember that one? Short leave, uh, the Star Trek episode. Yeah, he wrote that really? one, and then he yeah, uh, he also wrote a muck time, and he wrote a third oh. one, but it was too. Uh, and he uh, he came up with the phrase "live long and prosper," according he's to one dude. A Muck Time was yeah, so the one that, yeah, that that um, that was a great episode. I know you're not a nerd like me, but uh, love that one. There's always a Star Trek connection the show, so every many, show. Yeah, every show. You say it all the time. Every show you can either find a Star Trek connection for Carl or some kind of sexual harassment. Yeah, or, or inappropriate-wise. Uh, yeah, assault. Assault, yeah. Or somehow you think, oh, this movie's a cult movie. You should check it out. It came out during the 70s. And you watch it, you go, oh, my oh, God. my God. Invitation to. Yeah. Okay, so anyway, there is uh, Robert Ulrich, and he is driving the bulldozer. This is not a killdozer yet. Right. It is a cat- caterpillar, right? And they're yellow, and uh, it's a D9. They keep calling it a D9er in this. D as in dog. Oh, look, Killdozer. Yeah, yeah. And that's like a couple of minutes into the film, right? Yeah. Six minutes into it? Yeah. That's pretty good for a TV movie. I did, I have a, a TV book 
uh, the reference guide. I didn't do that. There's not that much to look up on this one, but I did use my uh, complete dictionary to prime time network and TV shows, 1946 to present, the eighth edition. And uh, they have at the back of the book the primetime lineup that they introduce every year in the uh-huh. fall. So I yeah. went to 1974. This aired on ABC uh, on Saturday, February 2nd, 1974. So uh-huh. I took a look at the list. That was the fall one. And uh, ABC had regular programming. It had, uh, uh, shit, what was the show? I have it here. Kung Fu. But it was people oh. kept seeing it was a Saturday night at the movies film, and I did see on a, a review on IMDb that it aired against NBC showing Silent Running. So both NBC and ABC had Saturday night movies. CBS, this ran against, uh, according to the book, Mary Tyler Moore show, Bob Newhart show, and the Carol Burnett show. Okay. So when this aired, you had a choice to either watch this or Carol Burnett. Right. I don't know what I would have done. Okay, so he just... Jerry London. We did a Jerry London movie on this show. What did we do? Well, it was a rare one where you were uh, unavailable, and I had my brother Adam oh. uh, join us, and it was Rent, Rent-A-Cop. Okay. With Bird Reynolds and Liza Minnelli. Oh. So he, but he's a TV movie guy. That was his only theatrically released movie, but he did TV movies for like three decades. All these guys have done like the same TV shows, you know, like they've done Love American Style or they've done like uh, uh, Love Boats and stuff like that. Right. Robert Ehrlich was, TV. of course, uh, he was uh, the captain in uh, the Love Boat reboot in the 90s mm-hmm. or maybe 2000. All right, so he just found a meteor. Remember that meteor from the beginning of the movie? Yes. There it is. Yes. And uh, I don't know. It's kind of talking to him. It's talking uh, I don't know if that's, that's... Well, it's like it's emitting some kind of alien rock thing. Is that the blip 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 we're hearing? Is that cool? That's that fucking uh, composer. This <laughs> is... Uh, I have the guy's name. Gil Molay. Or, uh, or oh, Melton Man. I'm not mad? Sure. Did they make it mad? Yeah, well, it's going blue, right? He's right. like... I like the Smurfs. Now it's going into right, well, the bulldozer. And, and yeah, you know what? Jerry London does a good job and goes into Robert Ulrich. You can tell the story right away, right? I mean, like, there's no need for yeah. dialogue in this. It's all all told. There's no question, special effect. Goes happened. from rock. Yeah. And how much did that cost him? Like nothing. He's talking to his dog. Hey, Santana. Did you ever see the Charlie's Angel episode where he showed up as Dantana? No, I, maybe I did and I don't remember. Did you ever see the Cheers episode where uh, Robert Eric shows up uh, filming Censor for Hire in Boston? Probably. Yeah, probably that one. That guy looks like the dad from Christmas Story. No, he's not. That's, yeah. That is the, the Cheyenne guy. Oh, yeah. oh, actually, you know, all these guys, all these guys are square jawed, and they all have like barrel chests, and they all have like squinty eyes. I can't tell them apart, <laughs> right? <laughs> but the, the basically, the guy running it, the one, the hard ass Kelly, he, uh, he's he kind of got demoted by Hal Vernon. They kind of 
Oh. No, he's like a drunk. He's a drunk. You're a dried up drunk. So what had... you say? You know, that type of thing. Right. And meanwhile, everyone else is like slugging him away. A lot of drinking in this movie. But it basically implies that he's just stuck there. This is it. This is their community. This radar. So there's Chubb smoking the cigar. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's pretty cool. That's a very interesting uh, cell phone. Well, what happened was they, uh, they're trying to get a doctor, one that speaks English. Huh? Uh, and you've got to send someone. So they're, the doc, they're trying to get a doctor, and they're trying to reach the family, and it's like, make sure you tell the family in person. I don't want them to get a telegram. Oh, that's, that's depends. By the way, did you notice that Robert Urich's uh, name was not in the opening credits? No, I didn't uh, pay attention very much. Uh, they were slow-paced, and they came yeah. late. Neither did uh, the name of uh, James Watson Jr. Mm-hmm. The, the other guy who's going to get killed in the next twenty minutes. His name did not appear in the front. Yeah, uh, that's start of the interesting. Credits. Yeah. So I just want. Oh, by the way, they're going to die, Carl. This has got two million four hundred thousand views, and I think I know why. Yeah. There was once a guy who was very upset with his town uh, for. Um, uh, ruining his business, uh, like making a factory, and it, his business was inaccessible. And he took a bulldozer and turned it into a tank and went on a rampage, and people called it Killdozer. And I think people probably clicked to this movie, go, oh, they're looking up Killdozer. Then they click away. Is he all burnt up or something? Mike, is he all charred? We might have lost Mike. That's too bad because he did the research this week. Yeah. Oh, there you are. A call. Yeah, I was on mute, but thanks for the cover. Yeah, he got he got blue lighted. Him and the truck got blue lighted, but the, yeah. the truck survived, and alien takes over the truck, but. Ulrich doesn't make it, so he can't really hop to alien. He can't hop to humans, I right. guess. The blue light. So he, he's lying there. Yeah, you were talking about uh, the guy's name was Marvin John Heemeyer, who uh, in uh-huh. Colorado drove through uh, town hall and the newspaper office. And the, the footage goes on for like 12 minutes, and there's been 7.5 million views on it. It's called Tildos or Helicopter News Footage. And, uh, uh, you know, and then so there's always a meme of, like, remember Killdozer. But I always knew, knew Killdozer from the band. Don't you remember the Touch and Go band? The, like, Kirk Cobain wore his T-shirt with the Killdozer? I guess I don't. I, I don't think I ever bumped into that band. And I was paying attention. Well, I, I, I was doing research, dude. Yeah. I was, uh, I actually listened to Killdozer, and I, I have a... I actually looked them up in the Trouser Press Guide. I have uh, that book, the, the fourth edition. And they started in 84, and they were kind of hipster white guys who pretended they, they were from Madison, Wisconsin, but they killed those who pretended they were like hillbillies. And they would sing a kind of a slow, you know, like birthday party kind of. But they weren't that, there wasn't anything that grabbed me. There was one song that was like, Knuckles was a good dog. He was a friend of mine. You know, I was in a wheelchair, and he was the only person who talked to me. And 
He also saved the hospital. You know, it was kind of like ironic. You know, they would do slow and country west, but they they uh, broke up in like '86. So I, I listened. They did a covers band album. I remember that for ladies only, and uh, I got to listen to their version of American Pie. Is it long? To eight minutes or oh, six minutes for the television uh, thing. So there's probably a minute intro. They're reminiscing about Mac, uh, Robert Eric. And this is like, this is a really, like, it's a compact movie and they just get to man versus truck in a second. But this is the one moment where they kind of let like human emotions go in. So he's saying like, yeah, you know, I, I set him up on a blind date on Halloween and I told the girl to wear two masks. And she took off the mask, and there was another mask, and Mac was like, "Whoa!" <laughs> so, but uh, so this, but that's kind of cool, right? I mean, the, the, this is based on the book. Now, Theodore Surgeon wrote the book. It's based, this this uh, teleplay is based on a fucking novel or novella called uh, Killdozer. Right. So this was like this truck, the the evil truck, like. It goes like uh, it was a written. It was based on the written word, like the experience of story. You had to read a book. <laughs> you didn't turn on like, should I watch uh, Mary Tyler Moore or should I watch, you know, Killdozer? <laughs> right. Now that's Lamont, right, from Sanford and Son. No, that's a uh, San Francisco. See, I always look for that. He's a San Francisco actor named James S. Uh, James A. Watson Jr. Uh-huh. And uh, he was in Airplane 2, the sequel. He was in Airplane uh, 2. And he, yeah, and on Paul Lynn's show, he played Leroy. On Paul? But he also, another interesting, remember Paul Lynn from sure, uh, Hollywood sure. Squares? He had a, like a variety show. So he, he was a regular. He was on like a couple episodes. He he, uh, he's the great kidding. character. <laughs> <laughs> that was my best Paul Lynn. That circle gets the square. Mm-hmm. Circle gets the square. Was he even Central Square? He wasn't. He was like in the corner. I wouldn't know. I he was the center. He was a regular. But I should mention that uh, James Watson Jr., the second guy who's going to get killed, he was also on National Lampoon's Dorn Days. But he was a theater guy. He worked for the ACT here in San Francisco, and he had a mm-hmm. theater troupe. He's still alive. A lot of these guys passed away. A lot of these guys are vets. Two of them are World War II vets. And, uh, you know, others have passed away from, like, heart attacks or what have you. Right. Uh, like, like Kelly, Clint e. Walker, he, uh, well, I have that he got, he married three times. He's married, lasted 20 years. Uh, he had a freak accident where he was a, he got a tip of a ski pole piercing, pierced into his heart. Ouch. And he has a twin sister. He's a staunch Republican and a health food addict. And I, he died of, like, I forgot what he died of. I didn't write it down. So what is just the thing with that guy is that... He's trying yeah. to control it and he can't? Yeah, he cut everything, I think. Oh, no, yeah, he can't do it. The, the truck's gone evil, man. The truck's, it's a truck. It's got the meteor I don't know if rain in it. Yeah, I don't think the truck's evil, you know, just because it's sentient for sure or it's possessed. See, there we go. Solution solved. Cut that wire. And then which wire should I cut? The yellow wire or the yellow wire? Oh, no. Killdozer's All right. Look out. You better crawl. I must crawl away from... Yeah. All right. You might have to look away, Carl. Will he be decapitated? 
No, nothing. Okay. It was just a commercial that was coming up. I didn't want you to watch the upcoming commercial. Yeah, but he got killed. Those is he still alive? I see him moving. Yeah, no, he doesn't get killed. Those I just said to the two guys together who die, and they're stuck uh, on an island. Yeah. Nowhere to go. Now they now man becomes the most dangerous game. So again, like <laughs> they give Mac a lot. He makes a reference. He goes like, because uh, he makes like a, a, a lot. I'll find it, but they're they're burying him. So they they spend a lot of time, you know, like. Uh, Are they get having they, words? They, they, yeah, they're having words. It's all. It's all. This is a really well written and like well scored movie. So it's definitely a good audio movie. Mm-hmm. But yeah, like I was saying, they 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 make like an Irish joke. Like they they pull out a bottle of whiskey. Uh, Let's see if I can find it. I didn't put myself out. Should have done that. Wow. Acting and story. Yeah, and this is all very compact, uh, and I appreciate the audio, audio on it. Like, you know, this story sets it up perfectly. They're just four men on an on a island, or oh, five men, excuse me. I'm not for yet, uh, and they uh, are pitted against something that's unknowable and evil. You know, like and I, I guess it's like a Lovecraftian bullshit where like an alien lands. Like, did you ever see that Nicolas Cage movie where this meteor lands on his house and everyone starts acting weird, like they get populated by something, color out of time or some shit like that? No. Of, Should I? Out of color put it in my Netflix queue. I saw it on Hoopla Digital, which is a free service using a library card streaming service. I mean, you could just check your current streaming service and, and see if it's on. All right, Nicolas Cage, what's it called? Color Out of Time or Time Out of Color or like, color I don't know. Out do I know? of Time, question mark. Okay. All right. That's so question mark, maybe the best part. Service uh, 123moviesfree.com. No, no. I offered you a free service courtesy of the library. That's the, that's the most the honest way of seeing this movie. No, yeah, it's but called they color get money off out. me with ads and promos and viruses. No, 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 just viruses. Listen, the movie's called Color Out of Space, uh, and it's from last year, 2019 or 19. And it's, just, it's based on Lovecraft where... It, there's no why, there's no how, it just lands and it affects everyone and there's no way you can get out of it. You know what I mean? Like, look, they're all drinking. They're, they just did their Irish line. So they're drinking the Irish whiskey like... In honor of Mac. Okay, in honor of. I, I thought they were going to yeah. like bury it with them, but that would just make it go to waste. No, no, not really. No, they just made a line which I wrote down and I just, uh, I didn't print it, so... You know, it's uh, a lot of these guys. Yeah, they they just been on the same shows. Like, I can't tell them apart, to be honest with you. Yeah. Like, I I have to check by curly sideburns or or no sideburns. Like <laughs> curly no sideburns or no sideburns with no curls. You know. Yeah. Now they're going through max shit. And uh, that kill dozer guy, um, in Colorado, he only 
like destroyed the places that were screwing with him for a year and a half or whatever. Like the paper wrote bad things about him, so he destroyed that place. The town hall wouldn't listen to him, so he destroyed that place. He went to somebody's house who was like a financier or something. Really? He went to a personal house? I heard yeah. he went to Crazy Rhythm's record store. What? He went to Crazy Rhythm's record store. In Montclair, New Jersey? That place, yeah. He was in Colorado. He was that place. <laughs> All right, well. So this guy's getting judged. Which, right now. Yeah, because because Kelly is a, uh, there's Clint, the Cheyenne guy. Yeah. He quit drinking. Right. And now he's like, he's a, he's a hard nose. He's like, we got to build this before a wall burden. You know, Dick Cheney shows up. <laughs> But so they're all like, this is all solid writing. And like, it's all like, I mean, we're going to talk over it. So I don't really, I mean, yeah. wish I had better sound. Yeah. One thing, one thing about the guy that stormed out, he played himself or his, he had, uh, in the Sphinx, he played Sergeant, a uh, master Sergeant Clint Walker. And that was a nice Oh, that's his name. Movie. Yeah. The yeah. Sphinx. Yeah. Okay. So he's a Republican. There's another Republican too in this movie. Uh, so, like, this guy is Chud, a uh, Chub. Yeah, and right. His not name to be is Neville. With Bud the Chud. It's Chub. Not the Bud Chud. Chub with a B. Right. It's reverse. It's a reverse Chubby. Uh, Chud. His name is Neville Brand, and he's also another uh, uh, World War II vet. And he uh, received the Silver Star and oh. the Purple Heart and, and the Green Clover, according to my notes. And uh, but he was in uh, just to be disrespectful, sorry. He was in uh, a bunch of like he was in DOA, which is this great, you know, classic public domain film noir film mm-hmm. where a guy gets poisoned and he only has like an hour, uh, twenty four hours to find out who did it. Uh, but he was also in. Uh, so oh, he, he was in hear the kill dozer behind him. No, he's just having a smoke, dude. Yeah, he had a couple whiskeys. Huh? That's the same guy. Killed now, now he heard killed out there. What? Knuckles was a very good dog? <laughs> very nice. What? You're opening for Nirvana? Oh, he heard killed out Doesn't he look like Tommy Lee Jones? Yeah. No, without, uh, I mean, Tommy Lee Jones has those very distinctive, I don't know what they're called, scars? I don't know. But, uh, yeah, he does. Uh, dimples. Yeah. There it is. So listen, man, the truck knows that's the fucking only communication they have. So he's getting, like, pissed off. He's but, saying, like, you know, come. Yeah. Yeah. What's he saying? Come. No, yeah, go ahead. No, I don't have anything to say. Yeah, he's. What did he say on the radio? Well, he's just like, you know, a possible killer truck, and uh, we just need you to come and over here and, uh, but the truck heard it all, basically. And he so he's gonna he's pissed off at the two way communicator. So interesting. He the, the 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 meteorite went into Killdozer and he knows how to run himself. He knows what gears to change. And he can understand yeah. English and he and he's smart enough to know it's a radio. Yep. Well you know, it's like uh there's no like he's like the Joker in the Dark Knight, you just don't know why. You just don't know why. It's not there's no motivation. He's just evil. He's he's the abstract and he's the unknowable. He is chaos and uh you know, they're pitted against him. How are they gonna defeat 
uh, right. a truck that's gone, uh, a killer truck, a kill dozer. You know, with all the high blood pressure medication I have to take, uh, they call me pill dozer. <laughs> you would be if you didn't take yeah, it. Yeah. yeah, right. Yeah, so he, uh, Neville, Neville Brand. So he was, you know, he was a, in uh, 1955, he was in two movies, Bobby Ware is Missing and another movie called The Return of Jack Slade. Uh-huh. And I think it's great, good news and bad news for missing persons that Bobby Ware is missing in The Return of Jack Slade. Like, <laughs> on the one hand, Jack oh, Slade is back. The Return. I... He returned. Yeah. But Bobby Ware is missing. You know, um, know. it's only 74 uh, minutes. I wonder how it got away with a theatrical release. I think they just aired it as is. It's a tight fucking movie. I mean, there's not a wasted word or scene. All right, so there you go. Oh, yeah, I can tell by sideburns. There's Kelly and then, uh, oh, shit, who the fuck is this guy? See, that's what I'm saying. I've seen this movie like three times already, and I just, it's like, Oh, here, I wrote in my notes, squinty face fall guy. Uh, so he was, uh, his name is uh, James Wainwright. If this is the guy I'm thinking of, he's squinty eye, right? Like I got it right? Yeah. Who else is fucking in this movie? Oh, Carl Betts. Oh, I think this is Carl Betts. Hobie. So this guy was like, a, 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 these guys have just spent decades on TV. He's a 50 TV actor. Right. Uh, and then he would. He played Clinton Judge in a TV show called Judd for the Defense in the late 60s. It was well, so he was years. the hero. Uh, yeah, he's a World War II vet as well. And uh, he's uh, the, the husband in the Donna Reed show. And he died in 56 uh, from cancer. Yeah, there we go. I wrote Little Sideburn Square Jaw. Like, it's so hard for me to tell these four people apart. Five people. There's still so five people. He's taking now, a the fifth person just. Yeah, the first, the fifth person is taking out Killdozer in this four-person drama. But so, why uh, Killdozer, see, he wasn't. He was just going in there. I don't have no idea. I don't work for Halburn, but I, I would definitely report it. Don't crush the radio. All right. That so now he's realized there's nothing the he can do. World. Right. Yeah, Killdozer is smart, man. Because they don't have, like, a boat or anything. Do you know how much drama we have just extracted from, like, a uh, radio being crushed by a kill, uh, yeah. bulldozer? Like, for a television movie, this is fucking good. Yeah. I guess he's a... Like, if this was shot in a... <laughs> yeah, I guess so. I have no idea, like... Uh... I didn't dig too deep about him. Like, if there's something awful about his personal life, I have no idea. Yeah. But also, I could always find out later. But why doesn't Lamont oh, like, hop out? He's trying to control it. Oh, hop out? Yeah, just jump out. Well, James A. Watson Jr., it's like 12 miles an hour. What are you going to do, like jump out? Yeah. Look how, how fast it's going. It's at least, you know, it's this is like 30 seconds right now. Wow, his Jeep oh, his uh, can handle it, can handle the terrain. So funny, like every movie, especially TV shows, there's always the cars are always Ford. Uh huh. So, yeah. Except that the car doesn't work. Uh oh. All right, so he did jump out. He took our advice. Here it <laughs> is coming towards. The director's doing you. a good job here. 
I'm telling you, Jerry London, he's kicking ass. I uh, and he's. I think he's still alive. No, is he still dead? Oh. He's still dead. I don't know if he's still dead or not. Wow. So he uh, he he directed uh, three decades of TV movies. Shit like Take Me Home, the John Denver story, Cosby oh. Mysteries, the original TV movie, I Spy Return, so he's a Bill Cosby man. He did something called Dada is Death. Six million dollar man episodes, Kojak. I, I did I mention uh, the guy who just got killed by Killdozer? Wow, sang a song on Kojak. He got he got. Uh, no, he I, didn't mention, but he just got squished. Yeah, Killdozer. And the music is all like wah wah wah, wait wait or whoop whoop squiggle whoop whoop. What? Yeah, look at that acting, and there they are, they're stuck in the island. Two two down, four to go. Yeah, two down, four to go. They could have buried him, for goodness sakes. Well, I would always, when you're burying a body in the beach, it's always important to check the the tide listing to make sure that you don't hit high tide, like because it could be a low tide, and you bury the body, and then the next thing you know, the tide comes out, and you're just like, fuck, and then, you know, it washes away all that work you did. <laughs> and it's dis—it's disrespectful of the corpses you just buried, you know, in a shallow grave by the beach. So Killdozer was he just killed... driving around on his own, like he goes off into the island or something. Yeah, yeah, like he, he's like you ever see Maximum Overdrive, where like they're all stuck in the uh, gas station uh-huh. and all the trucks are fucking like pissing around, driving around the the parking lot, like being like beasts, like yeah, we own this shit. <laughs> oh, Killdozer is doing. Before a year before this movie came out, Stephen King wrote a truck, a short story about a truck that goes evil. Wasn't it Christine? Uh, a, uh, that's a car. That's yeah. a car that went evil. Mm-hmm. But you know, you, you're thinking that it was a demon or that it was driving itself. It's not true. The ending is that it was Cujo driving the uh, Christine the whole time. Oh, okay. The dog that goes evil. Cujo the dog? <laughs> yeah. This is this is a cool story. It became a Marvel comic book uh, the same year. It was called uh, World's Unknown, issue six, and they, they did a story version of it. So does the boss, like, not believe it? Uh, it sort of seemed like they were trying mm-hmm. to convince him of something. Well, listen, like, with Mac... They had reminiscence. They told a funny story. They had a eulogy. They buried the body, and then when the uh, but they have a deadline. So then when he killed the other guy, uh, they were just like bury the body, right? The next scene is bury the body, and he just said like go back to work. Oh, and they don't like that. Beltran, Beltran. Uh, so yeah, when Beltran died, he says like yeah, no, just do it. So he's like kind of being a hard ass, and he's also like I miss Mac. We used to go swimming. Hey, let's want. Do you want to go swimming right now? It's a really like these men. They are they are man. Very homoerotic this movie. You like the barrel tested guys? Homoerotic. Here's the World War II vets. If you're the World War II vets, this is the movie for you. Smooth. Yeah, he remembers everything. Again, like it's 
going, they have some human emotion to this film, and then it's just stripped down to like the bare essentials man versus truck, a bulldozer, killdozer. The killiest dozer. Let's go swimming. So the other, uh, have you, you know, did you ever see the movie Duel? No. It was, a, it was a TV. So this was a, this was another, no, I never, I've never seen it. Like it was a TV movie and it became a hit, uh, especially because it was directed by Steven Spielberg and oh. they re, later re-released it as a theater release. And I actually, for Secret Santa back in 1999, I gifted a, VHS copy of Duel, and I still remember my friend's face when he opened it up. He was so disappointed, like, oh, God. <laughs> but it's about it's about uh, a Dennis Weaver, uh, you know, like flipping the bird or whatever at a truck, and the truck spends the rest of the movie chasing him down. Like we let well, him. it was insulting. There is a driver, but you, you don't see it. So. And it was, so you don't know if it's Cujo or a man or uh, just like a demon. And then did you see uh, Nightmares from 1983? The no. film I always look for on YouTube. Constantly. I'm constantly looking for that movie on YouTube. And I have seen it and watched it on DVD from the library. It's a 1980s, early 80s, like, uh, horror anthology. And it has, like, Emilio Estevez, who's a punk rock L.A. video game expert who gets trapped in the game. One of, one of the short pieces is a, a guy being a priest, or like he just left the priesthood, being chased by like a demonic car or truck. I think it was a truck. So there's was, a lot uh, of that the car. I don't know why. Well, you know the the thing I like about these movies is that like there's no ex- there's of course there's evil in the world or there's chaos in the world. There's no explanation for it. Like what's the logic to this? The truck went evil, you know. And so what are you going to do about it? You're stuck on an island with a truck. You kill a truck. A killdozer, excuse me. Bizarre. I mean, what would you do? Uh, you know, in Maximum Overdrive, they... Get back to work. <laughs> get back, right. That's what they're doing. So they're going to build this airstrip. Well, I think they're, uh, they're going to set up a trap. And they didn't realize the car heard their conversation. But the trap is they're going to blow them up. It's a good blow up, real good. And they're going to do it through, uh, like, fire. See, there he's dreaming about Robert Eric. Okay. And we used to go swimming. And they're all pretty drunk, too. That seems to be, yeah, That's a theme. For, uh, it's a theme. Well, you know, uh, Kelly doesn't drink. He quit drinking. So it seems like there's a backstory. Okay, so he sees Killdozer a coming. Yeah, well, he's got Killdozer good. He's set up a trap, I think. See, look how cool is that? Yeah. How do they do that? They, they use piano wires? Just roll right over. marionette strings? Killdozer stops for no one. Knuckles, the dog, was a very good dog. Maybe they have heard that. I don't know. There's nothing that memorable. No, I take it back. I mean, that's not memorable. This was so. This is supposed to be Africa, but it's, it's Southern California. It's Valencia, California. Well, I mean, you can tell from like the beach and the underbrush and 
you know, it's it's not very exotic. The story is an uh, island off the Pacific. It is World War Two. In the in the novel, in the, novel. the yeah. Yeah. Boy, they got a lot of crap for like six guys. You know what I mean? They got a whole. Well, you know how... well, I wonder how they work. Like, are they being contracted by the government? Are they a private or? I guess they're oil. So, yeah, so it must they, be this building. Burton, uh, it must be private. So they, but they must charge somebody for their supplies. You know what I mean? Like, we'll give you the service that you pay for the cabinet that's going to be in the the tent, main tent. What's they that? They got a good plan going. A piece of meteorite? They're going to blow them up. Oh. Oh, yeah. So oh, so the thing is, it's like, he knows the story, but he doesn't, he doesn't want to tell everyone. So he, he just tells him, and then, you know, it blows up. Like, What's why did you tell me about the blue light? That I saw it. I saw the blue light go through Dantana and the tr- and Killdozer, and then Killdozer was all like Killdozing. No, Kelly saw it. The boss. Maybe that's not his name. Uh... Yeah, no, Kelly the boss. So he's telling he's he's not telling everyone, but he's telling this guy. Why in the world wouldn't you I mean, tell this... everybody? Well, um, I think it's like. Well, so they they uh well here's the thing. So he goes up to him and says, like, hey, what's this about a blue light I saw? It looked like cotton candy. It looked like candy. And Kelly goes, uh, oh, you're a candy sour ball. Really? And so they kind of create a nickname. Yeah, so he created a nickname. He calls them sour ball throughout this movie. Uh, a couple, like, two more times. You know, beginning, middle, and end. Right. But the other guy, like, he kind of goes off. Like, he, goes, he says, uh, you dried up old drunk. What are you seeing? And, they, and then later he goes, what are you seeing? And he goes, pink elephants. So he calls him pink elephants. Mm. So pink elephants and sour ball. And there's Chubb. Chub. Which isn't a nickname. That's I don't know. I'd be, I'd be pissed, man. As a, as a chubby gentleman, I would not want a nickname Chubb. <laughs> right? Change my name to Chubb Arbuckle. Give me a fucking break. <laughs> <laughs> You call, what did you call me? Chubb. <laughs> you don't recognize these faces? Yes. Even though I, I can't do. tell them apart? Absolutely, I do. Especially him. Yeah. Well, that's shit. That is, uh. Call Betts. Call Betts. Yeah, he, uh. Here comes Killdozer. Another one. They're blowing him up? That's their plan? Yeah, the kill. Yep. The killdozer fucking kiboshed it. He knew the plan. Before they could blow him up, he blew up their bombs or something? Yeah, he like killdozed it at the right time. And now he's going after their their houses. Oh, okay. Fucking crib. Like he knew of it. That's weird. Also, he doesn't need that much diesel fuel himself. Like, for a killdozer, he, with his lines cut, he just travels fine. He's unstoppable. He's killdozable. Unkilldozable. the noise of his engine and... Yeah, I'm telling you, this is an audio movie. It's like the, the, the soundtrack and then just the crushing and the engine. It's all just kind of melds into this perfect movie. Mm-hmm. 
what are we watching? We're just watching like uh, the truck. Yeah, beautiful truck, great, great truck. There, I, yes, fuck your your oil, you fucking diesel. Fuck your cans. <laughs> now they now they have no place to live, no yeah. place to stay. They got all that all that private uh, company uh, cabinets and shit. Right. Crushed. And he knows what's up. They all look like they're auditioning for like a battery commercial. I dare you to knock this battery oh, right. out. My that shoulder. was uh, Black Sheep, Black Sheep Squadron. Yeah, I forget. Is it Robert something? Well, not Preston. I know he's talking about. Knock it off. He's another squinty guy. Listen, I can't tell these four guys apart, let alone another guy <laughs> who looks like them. So, yeah, so Kildoza just trashed the joint, right? Even their little uh, orange Jeep. He knew. Oh, my iPad. <laughs> 1974. You think? Well, maybe if I squint into the sun, I'll be fixed. Should close the captioning so I can understand what the fuck's going on. <laughs> I've seen this movie three times. It, it just kind of drags a little bit for a 77 minute movie. It's, I mean, it's, uh, I say it, it wastes no words, it's true, but. There's still this feeling. All these films are always the same kind of feeling. Like, it's a one-note premise. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, Christine's after you. Uh, the dual car is after you. So what happens? Either you trap it, which is kind of what you want, or, like, it just runs you over. But there's some horror movies, like The Strangers or whatever, where, you know, they home invasion, and then they, they just, the whole movie, they chase the person, and then at the end they kill them. Mm-hmm. And then there's other films where, you know, at the end, the way end of Cat and Mouse, they, they, the mouse catches the cat. The mouse catches the cat, right. And that's what we want to see. Yeah. Underdog. I actually, I actually said the mouse cat, I use cat as a verb. Cat is like, a, a cat, cat is the cat. The mouse cats the cat. Yeah. I got yeah. your meaning. I think I, you guys are actually more coherent. That I appreciate. So they're going to go, uh, I guess, the fuck out of here. I mean, what would you do with Killdozer just destroys your island uh, compound? they're going camping. And no- yeah. Well, so nobody is going to uh, come, and not for a couple of days. So they're really at the last thing. So they're taking their marijuana hemp uh, first aid yeah. kit. So they need to... Hang out until good guys come and save them. Right, but they're they're determined to kill uh, Killdozer. Oh, okay. So they're not just gonna hide out. They're going to kill Killdozer. Okay, that's better. Yeah, these these guys are yeah. And that, I mean that's what makes this movie so. Uh, there's your intrigue. I mean it's a pretty solid premise. Did you know that uh, the peacock? The new streaming service has a TV show called The Most Dangerous Game. And is it and anything like the movie a... we love? Yep. Yep. Like the movie we love. Uh-huh. But for a season. So there must be like eight episodes, 12 episodes, an hour apiece. 
12 hours of the most dangerous game. That seems like there's good, not going to be a lot of places for them to go. Right. So the most dangerous game is that there's an island where they hunt man for sport because in sport terms, in hunting terms, man is the most dangerous game, being yeah. the animal that you kill. It's not like a board game, which always pisses me off. You could kill those, man. The typical hot burn. Just tear apart the whole like, coast. Ooh, look at that. They got the camera under Jerry's. Jerry London's under the truck like that. He's doing his job. Earning his keep. He did three cars in a row like that. That's pretty good. I mean, that's better than a lot of film, like theatrical film directors. Oh, they're, they're listening to magic on the on the on the radio. Why you gotta be so rude? Don't you know I'm human too? I'm gonna bury that girl. Hmm, that jeep is not a mash jeep. It's yellow. Oh, here comes Killdozer. Right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So the boys have a plan. This is a runway. So again, this is originally. Look at that Killdozer. Ooh. Right I've underneath. Seen it all, baby. What's underneath the kill, Dozer? That's like a six-second shot right there. So what did they do? They dig a hole in the road and they threw a camera underneath there? I, You'd have to ask them. I mean, that sounds like it would work. Oh, it's too expensive to go to London. You, you say it. It's too, I, I don't know. I'm surprised people can even live there. I could ask Jerry. I think Jerry, no, he, he passed away. One of these guys, like, lived to, uh, fucking Clint Walker lived to age 90. Uh-huh. The guy who's married three times with 20-year marriages. Yeah, so he had three 20-year marriages. Yeah. So that's, like, kind of good. Like, he did, he wasn't, you know, he wasn't a fuck-up who married and, you know, I mean, if they each lasted 20 years... Do you know what I mean? He married a quick, he married a quick succession. I understand exactly what you're saying. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and and also considering that he passed away at ninety, he must have had like a, a solid bachelor period. <laughs> he was just a little old. Maybe he lived on his own. Yeah. Well, here's their plan, and this is kind of based on the story, is that in the story, they were building an airstrip, and the airstrip itself, the equipment they use is like a, a metal mat, you know what I mean? Like it's a, they they, they roll it down, or they a it's mesh. very flat. Okay. Like a mesh, yeah, like a mat, like a, like a, like a metal okay. grid. Yeah, so they're going to put it on the ground. Also, they can attach electricity to this mat. This was uh, a metal uh, strip. So they're going to lure Killdozer, and they're going to electrocute Killdozer. Okay. I don't know why they think electricity would kill him, because it's all made of metal. And Anyway, here he comes. What are you talking? What... All right, well, Carl, what's the best way to kill uh, Killdozer? I guess electricity. Really? You just poo-pooed electricity. I know, I, I know, you, but you, you jumped on me, so I thought you knew something I didn't. Look, so they're smart about, they, they're not going to get fooled again by Killdozer. They're setting up a, a, a distraction right there, a red okay. herring. 
the old bait and switch, right? You think you're going to roll over a fire, and next thing you know, you're electrocuted. <laughs> oh, and they're throwing in tapes of the rest of the ABC lineup in that pile back in 1974. Oh, they're building, they're burning Beatles albums. <laughs> the Beatles did say they were more popular than Jesus. I yeah, can understand the sentiment. You can't get away with that around here, boy. Do you remember Maximum, Maximum Overdrive? Not only was it a Stephen King uh, short story and then a movie adaptation, it was the only one of those to date that he that he directed. He directed the movie. That's weird. He, that doesn't seem like his role at all. Well, you know, he's always critical about films, uh, the Stephen King films, like uh, The Shining, he hated, and all that kind of crap. So, so I could see him. Uh, this, this, this famous story is he's saying that, you know, uh, my story was about fire and yours was about ice. That, you know, the, the tone of the film, like they literally freeze to death at the end of the film, but in the story, they, they burn to death or some shit like that. All right, so okay. Killdozer is like, I'm going to fucking. I love how his eyeballs go. I'm going right. to fucking dump this fire on you. Smart. Approaching hot mess. Yeah, he's a smart alien. You know, in that Color Out of Space movie with Nicolas Cage, uh, it's not really a spoiler, but it's just that it, it, there's no way to defeat it. You know what I mean? And you get a sense of it, that there's just n- nothing you can do about it, or you try to escape it, but it's, it's unknowable to you. And this idea that this tr- the killdozer, bulldozer becomes a killdozer, you have no idea. You know, there's no right. – I don't bother to tell you the reason why. There's no backstory. It wasn't because his father, killdozer, never talked to his son. <laughs> and then the son killdozer got – you know, the son killdozer got rejected by the Incredibles League, and he said, I'm going to become a supervillain trust. <laughs> no, no, no backstory like that. I guess Jaws is the same thing. Jaws was 74 too, wasn't it? I like, think it was uh, 75, but okay. Yeah, but it's this idea of this, like, unstoppable beast or whatever, demon. Yeah, it couldn't be, like, a demon because of public TV, you know. They'll get you. You have to change it to alien. No religions allowed. Secular entertainment. We could do born again Christian or, or Christian entertainment science fiction and just switch aliens to uh, Jesus. Exactly. That whole thing right. change love stories. That that's like the love songs. Ooh, look at that! Was, uh, that was, yeah, he got him good. See, again, yes. they set it up. That was a Simpsons joke about changing uh, love songs, love to Jesus. So I, I'm sorry I said that. This movie reminds me of uh, John Wick. At the end, where they're driving down the pier, and they're trying, he knocks, he uses his car as a weapon, and he like slams into the guy's car and pushes him off the cliff. Like that's that's the way they describe it in their commentary on the DVD. But uh-huh. the idea, like he's not using guns, he's using the car as a weapon. All right, so look, the tide never hit those two bodies, Beltran and Mac. And why are they uncovered? Oh. Did someone die? It's a third death. I guess so. Wife, maybe they're planting good friends. I'm sorry, I was just reading the closed captions. I guess somebody else died. You saw this three times. Yeah, well, two times. This is my third time. Uh, Okay, okay, gotcha. Yeah, I guess. uh, So is it? 
God, what are the fucking names? This movie. Uh, is it Kelly? No. Is it uh, Dutch? <laughs> Chubb? It was Chubb. It was Chubb. I remember that Chubb died. I knew that. Look at him. I didn't want to spoil the... Oh, I guess now they're like, fuck it, we'll electrocute him. Oh, okay, so now's the electrocution plot. It wasn't like a... Uh, yeah. Uh, I forgot they had another thing. ...switch thing before. It was... That was their idea. Well, they did put a fire to abstract him somehow. Right. I won't lose sleep at, on, over not understanding the plot of this film. Kill Dozer. There is a plot. I mean, it's they're just they're just finding ways to to get the Kill Dozer. I mean, it's <laughs> not a. Uh... All right, here goes the boss. Act busy. Uh, yeah. So Kill Dozer, he's fucking going nuts. Quick, we'll bury our friend later. Oh, Killdozer is so respectful. He's burying her friend right now. <laughs> That's a good way to think. Look at it. It's all about your... You should always be positive. Killdozer, how rude. Show some respect. That, what we don't understand is what is Killdozer's motivation? What's he after? What's he doing? Kill and dozing. Killdozer. <laughs> It's the same thing with the alien movies. Like, at least they were trying to, like, plant their eggs in something. What was the <clears throat> but they were, also, they were also taken out of their environment. This was like, I mean, you could say that maybe the, they disturbed the environment of the African island or the uh, Southern California Pacific. I don't know. Like, they're, 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 they're going to turn it into a drilling station, and they can't because of nature in the way or, or elements of chaos. You know, uh, they discover something that they didn't expect. So the thing is, they, Maybe it's because they love you. Killdozer, they bumped into the meteorite, and the meteorite was like, oh, no, you didn't. You know, he just got mad. Right. Well, the thing is, it's like, yeah, look, he was in there. And it was only until they actually physically touched them. It must have hurt like a bitch then. Yeah. Like the bulldozer, pre-kill dozer, must have really, like, stung. Look at him. It's like he's sticking his neck out. Look, Like he's sticking his head out to take a look. Well, they said that they were going to play hide and go seek like an hour ago. And then he was like, did you guys forget I was hiding? Yeah. <laughs> Look at these jaws, these eyes, these sideburns. How can I fucking tell these guys apart? I'm done. I, Carl, you make this research look easy. I can't even tell who these guys are. <laughs> and I've seen this movie four times. Well, your Elvis research was out of this world. This research is okay. Well, I've seen it. I mean, there's not much to say about it. It is a cult movie. It was released as part of the Universal Vault, one of those, like, custom uh you know, like the Warner Brothers has one too. It's a service where they'll print a DVD 